Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to Be a Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Be A Warrior Podcast. And today is a special day. I have on today Randy and David, the owners of the Limb Center and the founders of Limbs for Humanity. We have decided to bring them on, and I'm trying to get them once a month. We'll see. But every other month, a prosthetics point of view, a prosthetist point of view on prosthetics and the prosthetic life. And we are going to call this prosthetic parlay with Randy and David. So welcome guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Appreciate How are you? I love it. I love it. You know, we I gotta love blue man. I always have to mention blue man behind you. If he starts talking or moving, we got a problem, but yes. I'm so Let glad to have you guys back on. This is like a record for us two times in the last couple of months, which is impressive. Um, I know you are busy, busy, and I say that laughing because I can joke with you guys, but you are very busy. And I know we'll we'll get to some of the stuff that you've been up to lately because it's really admirable, but I do want to get to the, the meat and potatoes of this conversation and why I have you here. For one, audience, these are my guys. These are the ones that my, my um, orthopedic surgeon, after the amputation, sent me to, to get fitted and you know, you, you sometimes just got to go with it and go, you know, you hope he has the best interest at heart. And I knew my surgeon well enough to know that he cares for his patients. And then I met these guys before my amputation. And I knew that they actually had the hearts to serve and to um, do what's right by each patient, making it an individual. So I feel that I'm extremely lucky and very blessed that I didn't have to do all this shopping around. And, um, they have fit me with everything that I, I have, everything I love. They've done more than enough of good for me. And for four years, I've been able to live my life the way I want to live it. That's why I'm here. So thank you guys for coming on. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes. And uh, yeah, Very like I said, busy. Good. And these guys also have uh, high school graduations coming up. And yep. not <laughs> yeah. for them. They actually are educated <laughs> <in> high school. <laughs> <laughs> but you can only, you know, I just want to make sure I have a disclaimer there. They are, they are, you know, top level. Um, yeah. yeah. You guys have some big, big days coming up, don't you? We do. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're excited. We both have seniors in high school graduating. Uh, my son and Randy's son are both graduating tomorrow. Yep. Holy cow. We've got some parties this weekend for them and all that good stuff. So yeah, it's going to be a yeah. busy one. And then they're going to go, uh, the plan for them, both of them, yeah. um, they're going to uh, prosthetic technician school. That yeah. is awesome. So, when David yeah. said that yesterday, so I was oh, in man. yesterday getting myself fixed, but yeah, that's crazy. One, because yeah, I was excited like, for them. I was thinking eighth grade graduation. It was like, no, they're seniors. I'm like, have I been here that long? Yeah, I've, had, I've been, been with you now. since their high school years. Yes. Started. Yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah, and I fine. love that they're like best buddies and going off to school together and doing what following in their father's footsteps. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is ironic because I know Randy, your story is that you weren't sure what you were doing. Um, and it took some mentors that kind of guided you that way. And David yeah. is is a byproduct of wanting to help after he went through amputation. 
And so and, all of a sudden, and then, and then him and I, that's how him and I met. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Randy was my prosthetist 24 years, 24 ago. years ago yeah. and met him in the hospital. And yeah. then we just became best buddies and now we're in business together. And now we have a foundation of limbs for humanity. And, yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh things happen, you know, it's a relationship business, yeah. you know, you go in that we, hospital and say, did we just become patients. best friends? <laughs> you want to go out the garage and do some karate yep you know life is short god is good and you have to embrace these things and just uh live it you know so so true and you know i have found that just seeing the need that's in the world in all aspects of this community that now i can call my own community my family is so big and it's not just you know not just on the prosthetic side of it not the physical side of it but the mental emotional the camaraderie that's needed people feeling alone and dealing with it by themselves because even when you have a family that's by your side do they really understand what you're going through right those night moments where you can't sit still and you like feel like you got the jimmy legs kind of thing and because you're just trying to find the right position till you fall asleep and you know, I know that there's a lot of need out there and you guys yeah. listening, these two guys can't get any better. They are, they're like big brothers to me. Uh, they goof like big brothers. I had to wait five minutes for them to get their goofiness out before I could start recording. <laughs> and and that's, know, the, just, that's just how it goes. <laughs> and it, it's this business uh, as a practitioner, um, they don't teach you the emotional, um, psychological side of how to help people. And so you, you have to be a good listener as a practitioner and compassionate. Yes. Uh, being humble and having gratitude, I feel to really help connect with your patient, you yeah. know, um, that's something they don't teach. And and we've heard other, we've heard, sorry, David, yeah, we've no, heard no. other patients come in and from other places. And they said, the biggest word is they say, I just feel like he wasn't listening or they're just not listening to me, you know, and right. They get me in and they get me out. And I just, I just didn't feel like my voice was heard, you know? And so, okay. You know, and so we just, we got to listen to what patients have to say and, and their feelings, you know? So. Right. Not just another patient on your schedule for the day, but someone no. that actually has to go home and live it and be it and everything. And right. Again, it's a relationship business, you know, to be successful. It is. Well, and you know, and I've, I've told enough of the people that I've talked to that, you know, they go, how do I know if I'm in, I'm in the right place? I, your gut. Yeah. If there's any question that you're not being heard or, you know, they're not really making connection with you or it's taking forever to get in to see them. And when they, you do, it's only a couple minutes and then they're onto the next, their mind somewhere else. You kind of know. You can feel it. You can, you feel, can feel it. it. If, if you just trust yourself, I know it's a weird world where we don't know what to expect on fittings and daily things that happen and breakdowns and things like that. But you got to go with your gut with the majority yeah, yeah. of this. Absolutely. But what I really want to hit on today, today's parlay is going to be more on the socket and the fitting aspect, because there are so many newbies. It seems like I don't know if it's just the world's getting smaller for me now because I knew no one, <laughs> no one that was an amputee four years ago. And now I feel like that's my only group of people. And it seems like they're like, it's like a assembly belt of people coming out from amputation 
And uh, I don't know if you guys are seeing that or if it's just because I'm now in it. Is probably it? Probably in it. Yeah, I think you're a little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like they're That's just where your energy is right now and your focus. Yeah. yeah, and and it's sad because I remember being there, but I fully wholeheartedly trusted you and Dr. Cummings and Dan that I didn't even question it. And my I knew that you had the hearts of the people I wanted working on my side. So I didn't have any weird gut reaction or I don't know, never, ever with any of you guys in this whole community. But there are a lot that are are unsure. And they're like, how do I know? How do I know? How do I know if this is the right guy? How do I know if this is the right fit? How do I know if this is the right socket, type of socket? So if we could just draw back and go to some basics and and I'm an above knee. So with above knee and below knee, I know there can be some differences, but I actually know two people right now that are brand new in this. One's BK, one's AK, both going into PIN, PIN lock systems, and unsure if that is right for them because another girl that was a PIN got taken off because it was hurting her residual. Um, I don't know if it was pulling and hitting or something, but she also has high infection rates and they didn't want her skin to break down. So she's going out of it and which is making the others like, should I not be in this? Should, you know, so can you guys speak to that? Can you just, can you kind of, kind of go through some of the ones that there are, what the options might be and how you know what's right for, and people, as always, this is a personal journey. These are my prosthetists and this is their opinion on what they've seen working and what, what they like to use. And I've, I've told a lot of people that certain prosthetists have certain things that they really love and that's the way they go. So, yeah. but with that being said, what can you tell us about some of the sockets that people can get? Why don't you take that? <laughs> well, yeah, you know. yeah, no, you're good. Um, this could be a five-hour conversation. I know. Yeah, I know. I'll try to. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of, a lot of meat and potatoes, I'll but there's try, but... there's there there's there's not a one size fits all. You know, um, pin systems. That's the best way to go for everybody. Or uh, or a suction socket, or, you know, um, I guess the first thing, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, the, when you're a brand new amputee, the first year and a half is a journey, you know, um, and sometimes as practitioners, we don't always know exactly what's going to be a hundred percent the right thing. You know, um, the experience of a practitioner, I think helps because you've seen thousands of amputees. And so you get a really good tool and a good idea, but at the same token, you know, you're, you're trying the best for the patient. So, um, you, you think you're doing a pin is my pin system might be the best bet, but it, it ended up, you know, you have to change gears and, and, and go to a suction socket like that other patient is going through. But I think the big thing is, is, the patients that are new really have to, I don't want to say have patience, but that first year and a half, your residual limb is going to change dramatically. Mm -hmm. So when you do get fit, whether it's a pan of suction, man, this fits really good today. You know, um, I think that's the big thing is upon the first fitting that makes sure you're going to know if you have a decent fit, you know, if you have something that's poking out and really binding on your limb or you have your your, uh, your bones hitting somewhere and, and, you know, you gotta be able to make sure that socket's fitting good when you leave right. now, whether it's going to stay a, a, a optimal fit, probably not because your residual limb is going to change. And what was great in the office, like, man, this is awesome. I, I say it every time I'm like, 
patients will walk, I'll fit them brand new socket and they go, wow, Randy, this thing fits awesome. And I go, I'm going to record that. Can I record that? (laughs) And Randy, this thing fits awesome. And then maybe a week or so, hey, Randy, this thing is killing me. I go, well, you said when you're here that it fit awesome. You know, I just, I'm joking, but that's just to the residual limb is going to change. And and I think the the big message here is that when that day or two or that week or two weeks goes by that you have the ability to go and see your practitioner, the availability of seeing the consistent person that you saw last time and the consistency of time of getting in to see him, not a week later, not two weeks later, not three weeks later, within a day or two you need to get in there and address the situation by padding or adjusting the socket in some fashion to make that optimal for the patient Mm -hmm. yeah um and then sometimes you know you do that and it it still isn't working and the practitioner has to switch gears and you know it's not necessarily a bad thing i've had to do it you know your heart's in the right spot you think you know what this particular suspension is going to be awesome and it just doesn't work like you thought yeah. I will say again, I think experience really has a factor in, in the outcomes of p- patients because some practitioners have fit thousands, literally thousands of prosthetics on people. And you do get a, a foundation of what really does work or the, mm-hmm. the best odds of that particular um, device working or that suspension working, you know? Well, and as you said, it takes experience, right? Mm-hmm. So even for on yeah. our side, like we don't know what we don't know. And when we right. try it, we think something's going to be good. And you might a week later go, oh, this isn't fitting right. I don't like the feel. This is pulling here or pushing there. You know, and that's that's also about the fitting, not necessarily the type of socket. It could just be the exactly. fitting. And that's where listening to the patient. Okay, what's going on? Okay, it's this, this, and this. Those are those are some things that I think we can solve. And this is how we're going to solve them, you know? Yeah. And let's do that and let's try it. And then usually you can you know, we can solve the issues and, mm-hmm. and they, but the thing is, is not to pause on the patient, make sure that they get in to see their practitioner as soon as they can. Yes. Yeah. That's what we've heard is, yeah, I had to wait two weeks. And by then I was so frustrated and I started getting yeah. skin breakdown. And I, I just, I just kind of wanted to give up on things. I just mentally, and you know, they're just, they're done, you know? Yeah. yeah. So well, it's already a hard enough situation for people mentally to get their head around what's going on, but then to have right. to fight like insurance, to fight right. to be seen, fight to be heard. Yeah. It, it's it's exhaustive. Like one less battle would be nice. Yeah. 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 So and I think that kind of goes into the, the interview process of finding a good prosthetist, because I think that patients, they should, and they have the right to go where they want to go. And some patients don't well, this is who my doctor sent me to. Yeah. You know, just like you, Angie. I mean, right. you came because your doctor referred you to us, but it ended up working out because I think, you know, we had a good rapport and, and yeah. you felt in your gut that it was right. But patients have the right to, you know, hey, you're you're a great person, but I'm going to go over to X, Y, and Z prosthetics to just, just want to say hi and see what they're all about. And you know, because this is a lifelong business. This isn't just a one-time, yay. Yeah. No, this is, you're going to, as you know, I've got patients that I've been seeing for 24 years, Yep. you know? And look at and now I'm, he's working with you. 
Yeah, and so this is what happens. This is what happens. Build a bond with your prosthetist. You really do, mm-hmm. right? You know, and we've had with my patients, we've had some crazy conversations that I would have never thought we'd had. But yeah, to have the they have the confidence to share things with you, and that means a lot. You know, well, that I think helps you too. I think communication is key. And yeah. when I say that, I don't even need mean like you guys communicating with us, but us communicating our dreams, our hopes, our goals, things like that. I think help you choose the type of leg, the type of socket too, doesn't it? Absolutely, right? Yeah. So I'll, you know, as a patient first, as an amputee, you know, just thinking back, I'm trying to think about you know scenarios and mm-hmm. and what was important to me early on and what attracted me to Randy as well when I first met him. And yeah, I think having a practitioner, you know, for those of you out there who are searching and, and, and just want to make sure you're in the right place and, and someone is looking out for your best interests. Um, the thing about Randy, I liked, which I've adopted as well as, you know, is, is, is being flexible. You know, you have to be flexible because, because like a lot of practitioners have a way of doing things and, or, or they have their own, um, you know, tried and true methods and they, and they tend to stick in one lane. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, as a patient, um, not everyone's created equal, you yeah. know? And, and so it's like, as you mentioned before, you know, you might start out in a pin system and it's working out great for the patient, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's not working. And with me, I tried several different socket designs early on. I was like, ah, this isn't really working. It's, I don't know. I'm not comfortable. It feels heavy. I don't feel as stable in it. And Randy's like, no problem. Let's change gears. You know, let's change gears. Let's try something else. And he was flexible and and he listened and it was like, okay, what can we do now? So we were able to pivot easily and say, okay, let's try something else, man. There's this option. There's uh, option C, option D. And we tried various things until we found something that worked perfect for me. And I've been in that system now for, I don't know, 16 years, yeah. 15, 16 years. But, but um, that's something that's, that's really important. It's just, is um, willingness to change gears, I guess. Willingness to change gears. Yeah. And to ask questions too. Multiple I mean, times. We don't, <laughs> we don't all know every, everything too. I mean, it, it is an experienced business and right. I've seen Randy in my experience with him, you know, not be afraid to say, you know what, God, I haven't, I've done these, but I haven't done a ton of these. So, you know what, I'm going to call a colleague of mine that's been yeah. doing this for 40 years. I'm going to pick his brain. I'll get back to you. That's a good point. And then we come back and, you know, so, so being humble enough. Right. Yeah, no, no ego. No, Drop the ego. Because yeah. we're here about trying to make your life better. So, right. so we're not afraid to, you know, to have a, make a phone call and, you know, and to kind of, right. you know, to, their eyes. yeah. And to vocalize, Hey man, I need help. Yeah. With this particular patient, because yeah. I haven't seen this before. Yeah. So true. And then we come back and it works for everybody. So, so that's a big one. Yeah. So can I redirect on this? And, and I think after four years, I think I know most of the types of different sockets that you could get. I mean, I, you guys started me with lanyard and that was yeah. just almost like a, it was like a security and, belt really. And you want me to tell you why? Yeah. Why? Yes. Why? Because um, a lot of these newbies aren't doing lanyards, and it blows my mind that above knees aren't doing lanyards for their yeah, first time. So I'll tell you. So my the reason why I, we we start 
95% of all above knees and lanyards. And the reason being is, is as an above knee amputee, your residual limb, you have a lot of edema, you have some fairly large musculature in your quad. Um, you're learning how to walk, yeah. you know, you, you, right. you've never done this before. Um, and I feel like linkage and suspension on how to hold the prosthesis on is a very important uh, mm. role yeah. into success. So with you, we started you with the lanyard and that was because we knew that you were going to reduce in limb size. Big and we, wanted to make, we wanted to make sure that. What do you say? You, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we wanted to make sure when you do so that you could adjust your socket to accommodate the limb loss. And that we, we loaded you up with a ton of socks, different oh, yes. thicknesses. And, so many socks. And so we loaded you those, we gave you those socks. Um, and then we did the strap, which is the lanyard, because we wanted to make sure that you could get in the socket and yeah. make sure that you could pull yourself in it. And then safely attach yourself to that socket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you do a, I don't do a pin for two reasons. One is the pin that you screw in the bottom of the, of the liner mm -hmm. adds a little bit of length. And then on the bottom of the socket, you have to have a fixture to hold that pin, which is a lock. Correct. Right. Now what that does is it adds length to your residual limb. Okay. It's going to there change your knee center where your prosthetic knee joint is going to go on. Correct. Yes. That's one reason. Second reason is, is sometimes when you're fluctuating size, well, today I wearing, I'm wearing a, a one sock and two socks tomorrow. And that little pin has to reach all the way down to the bottom of the socket. And there might be a day you're a little bit puffy and you're trying to figure out your sock size and you just cannot get that sucker to line up in that little hole. Mm -hmm. okay. Whereas with the lanyard, we got a long strap. It's pretty elementary. Yeah. Put the, the strap through the hole of the sock You pull the sock up yep. and you're going to get into that socket and it's not going to come off. Right. She's not coming off, you know? Yeah. That now, was a nice security blanket. It, it's a pain in the butt after about three, four months into that thing. Cause things are getting loose and big and you're getting rotation because it's sloppy and we're padding it. Yeah. And then that, at that point, your limb, we're taking measurements along the way. Yep. We've always taken measurements of your, your limb. And we're following you to see kind of where you're going. And at that point, it's like, okay, now we're, we're holding you back and you're, you're going back in your progress and it's time to do a socket replacement. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And add to that. So the other, um, other side of that coin is if you go right into like a ceiling suction socket yes. or something like that for a brand new amputee, the change is so drastic in the beginning that it'll fit great day one, maybe week one Old suction. Maybe two weeks it'll hold, maybe with a few socks, but the change is so drastic that eventually you, there's not going to be enough socks. You're going to be moving so much air and you'll take a step and the leg could fall off. It's yeah. just now we're challenged with trying to keep the leg on. Yeah. And lanyard is going to secure, Safety it's going to ensure that it's got a good connection. It's not going to fall off. Yeah. Right. yeah it's going to be, be loose and we can pad it and we can add socks, but, um, but it's going to ensure that you've got at least good suspension yeah. yeah. until we get you out of that first stop. Right. Well, and the, I think the way you guys did, did that's, that was my progression right there, what you just explained. And it just made sense. Like for someone new having to take steps with two missing joints, I really liked, even though it was not pretty, I really liked all that Velcro holding tight. I knew yeah. it ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I knew and it. 
we're it, we're trying to get you to learn how to walk again. We don't need right. you to figure out is like going to come off? Is it going to, yeah. oh gosh, is it going to turn? There's, what, right, what there's already a mental game to that and, and trusting the leg, the knee, the toe, right? There's already, you don't need to de- like, is it going to fall off? And I do yeah. remember, I remember that little bit of a, when I went to suction, like physically, I was like, how does that actually work? Like how, why doesn't this fall off? And I remember yeah. letting go of the lanyard and it, there was a good couple of weeks of just gaining confidence again. And yeah, it's like, yeah. you go steps forward, steps back, for, steps forward, steps back. And you're constantly going through that change. Now you guys wanted me, and I know David, you're skin fit as well. What is it that you like about the skin fit socket that, that David and I are in, Randy? Yeah, no, we call we it call the big boys. We socket. call it the big boy socket. <laughs> It is yeah, the yeah. big boy. Big girl, big boy. Yeah, big yeah. girl, big boy. Big girl doesn't have the same connotation, so let's not use that one. Okay, you okay. can't say yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, she's a, she's a big girl. Yeah. <laughs> nope, the, nope. The big person socket. <laughs> That's right. It's yeah. a gro- the grown-up <laughs> socket. Grown-up, there you go. That's, That's probably a much, That's much a better sock. feeling. <laughs> and why is that? Um, It's just, you, you know, you don't really it's not good to start off right away with it because you you're changing so much. Uh, the, the, the fit is so intimate, mm-hmm. uh, skin on socket. So your limbs got to take some time to mature. You've got to really stabilize because you can't wear socks. Nope. You know, if you start to lose volume or lose weight, you can't throw a sock on because there's no mm-hmm. liner. Um, so you're it's skin on socket, literally. So um, we have to wait till you mature a little bit. You've really stabilized. Uh, so usually after year two, you, year three is when we can start with that. Your skin is kind of more mature too. You've, you've gone through the blister stage and all that and just, and, and you know, your limbs just stabilized. Yeah. And then we move into skin fit. And, but what, what we like about it is it's one less variable. You don't have the liner anymore. So, so you don't have that issue. You have to worry about liners, ripping, tearing, all that. For me, that was a huge problem in the beginning. All the time. I was all in the groin. I was tearing my liners, all the ripping time. them. And, and when that goes, you're at the mercy um, of, of shipping and your practitioner. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, my liner ripped and insurance. And $700. You know, insurance gonna, are they going to pay for it? I just ripped it <clears throat> three months ago. Are they going to pay for nope. it? Nope. So, so it was all those things. <laughs> so for me, it was... It was nice not having to worry yeah. about that. I had that in the back of my mind. You know, you're on vacation and your liner rips. No kidding. Which happened, you know. Um, and you talked so- about me and teeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, the truth comes out. The tooth. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk about that later. Yeah, that's another That's another podcast. <laughs> no, that's not, <a> podcast. <laughs> not this one. Um, but um, so there's all those things. And then the suspension is just so good. And, and I feel like it's a, um, it's a better connection to the socket. Um, yeah. there's, there's, you know, you move your hip, you, um, rotate your leg in or out your toes. It's just the socket responds immediately. There's no yeah. lag and no micro movements. It's, it's oh, right yeah. there. And it, and it's, it's a great socket. Yeah. But to add to that, it's, uh, it's, it's a little harder to fit, you know, yeah, uh, it's more challenging. Sometimes you have to do, uh, a few more check socket phases to really dial it in. So it isn't as easy. You know, the, the liner allows you to, um, yeah, it gives you yeah, forgiveness. It's, it's got some forgiveness yeah. for socket. Yes. Fit, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, you more. know, and I, you know, in the morning, it's kind of funny because I know that there are people and I've listened to the argument of, Oh, I've done skin fit, skin fit. I hate it. I'm back to liners. It's so much easier. I'm in and out of my 
socket in five seconds. And then I'm showing a video of me putting mine on and it's like, and I'm like, when I'm 80, this is not going to feel good. You know what I mean? And so I get why people, yeah, leaning over, pulling out your leg, like pull down, right? Like my right foot is grabbing the ground like this, just to balance. Right. And that goes to the point one size doesn't fit all. Right. Exactly. Well, and, and to that, is there anybody either that is a, in your mind, a really good fit for skin fit or on the opposite Mm -hmm. end, maybe someone who definitely should not be a skin fit because of one thing or another, is there a one side or not to that coin? For sure. There's, there's some considerations we take. Yeah. Before, before we just throw somebody in a skin fit, hand dexterity, balance, balance, strength, um, uh, 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 volume fluctuation. Yeah, we have some patients that if you're diabetic or on dialysis or true. something, okay, yeah, that's not you're not a candidate. Yeah, for that. it's too much fluctuation. It's not even going to yeah. work. It'll fit great in the morning, maybe, but not on you know where yeah. you know. So it's just a, yeah, it's just too many variations. Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Um, but to add to that too, you know. Um, you know, just like Randy said, it's not for everybody. You know, we put patients that we thought were great candidates into a skiff. We got a guy coming in, I think, yeah. next month. VA guy, yeah. VA guy, young, healthy, athletic, and we no switched problem. him to skin fit. And he, you know, it was great. And we haven't seen him since we fitted, actually. Yeah, we have. He's one of those guys. It's just a yeah. good fit. But he called and he needed, it's time for a new socket. He's lost some weight and he wants to go back to his old system. He just felt, he just said, I felt more comfortable in the other one so it's like hey no, okay. let's let's, and yeah, that you know. goes and that goes back to communicating as as an apt yeah, no full-on communication you know don't hide facts or don't worry about like i know a lot of the concerns too especially even looking around for a different prosthetist is hurting that person's feelings and yeah. and especially i don't know if it's a guy thing but i can speak from a woman's perspective we tend to skirt around hurting people's feelings because we don't want to do that right. and so you're gonna you try to talk up people going like you have to yeah. just be honest and just say yeah i need this for the rest of my life and i just i just i'm gonna look around you know and they're like i didn't yeah. know i could do that yeah you can you can yeah. you can talk to others you need yeah. to if, if you're unsure We've had patients that we've been seeing for uh, many years and, and they've gone elsewhere yeah. and we're still friends, you know? Yeah. It's okay. We you tell know? them, Hey, we're, always here for you. we're here for you. hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Sometimes it's distance thing too. It's like, yeah. man, yeah, I found something yeah. that's closer to my house and, and instead of an hour drive to you guys. Yeah. So those situations or, are, and, and we've had it to where they've left for a year and <laughs> next year, hi, I'm back. You the know, grass wasn't greener, you mean? Yeah, maybe. Just, yeah, it's okay. But we're cool. Yeah, we're like, no worries. Come on, let's do it. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's all good. No worries. Um, can I ask you guys to talk a little bit about anybody that's a newbie that's just getting fitted and they're trying it on? I mean, there's David, I always think of you with this because <laughs> my first week was put it on, didn't have a chance to see Dan, went on a vacation in California, wore it the whole time because David knew my personality enough to say, sometimes you just got to suck it up or cup. And I'm like, I'm going to suck it up. And it was painful, but I did it. And then, and then Dan told me, so here's what you're doing wrong. And when he flipped that switch, everything kind of locked into place as a new person dealing with the aches and pains of, and some of these people are going home with 
check sockets for the first one. So that's that hard shell that hurts anyways. That always, even now, if you sent me home this week with a test socket, I would be, I'd be bruised up in my, you know, sit bone and I, I'd be bruised. Yeah. So yeah. how do you distinguish or what can you talk, talk to these people about that are going through this brand new fit? They might be going home with that check socket or whatever. How do you determine what you push through and what's a normal um, healing issue versus a, oh, you better stop. And, and I mean, we know about skin. We always talk about like skin breakdown. Watch for that, especially if you have a high infection rate, watch for skin breakdown. But what are the other things? What can they expect it to feel like? Cause it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's hard to tell them the difference between uncomfortable and sucking it up through that. And don't go too hard because you might do more damage than good. Is there anything you can both speak to on that? Yeah, it's a good question. It's, it's a tough so one. Hard. It's so subjective, you know. Um, and they have so, to know their own body, right? I mean, they really do. Passed away. Yeah, 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 Steve. I had a patient that told me this. He's a BK patient, and um, I would fit him. I've, I saw him for quite a few years. Um, and rest his soul. He passed. He was a good friend of ours. And I know he'd want me to share this story because he's that guy. Good. Um, He, I remember I fit him one time and he's, I go, how's it feeling? How's it going, Steve? Is it feeling good? He goes, it doesn't feel good, but it doesn't hurt Randy, but I know it's not supposed to feel. Yeah, man, this is, this is better than the real deal. Yeah. So I guess there's some of that, right? Yeah. Okay. That's a good way to put um, it. It doesn't feel good, but it doesn't hurt me. You know, it's not, it's not right. Uncomfortable. Like I'm walking around with a rock in my shoe. Um, so there is some of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. That's a really good point. That is um, a really great way to say that. And that's, you know, and, and I got that. I was like, okay. And then, there's, and then there's the pressure and pain thing too. I always tell patients like, uh, well, does it, is there a pressure? Or does it hurt? You know, and it's that feeling of like, like you know, calf or something like they get the pressure. In the yeah, because sometimes pressure, like if it's not hurting, but you feel tightness or pressure, sometimes that's just you know you're a new amputee and you're not used to being in a socket. You're not used to these pressures that are that that are going to be normal very soon. You know, but right now it's all new to you. So I guess that's something too. I mean, if it's hurting and you and you take a step and you can't put pressure on it or something to where it's like you know, it's a bad sign, then we have to fix something. Yeah. yeah. But there's stuff. But if you're just like, ah, God, it feels really tight. Well, you know, that's where the gray area is. So yeah. we'll have them walk a little bit in the office and then we'll take it off. And if we see like some, you know, higher, you know, some redness doesn't going on or something. Yeah. And it's not dissipating from pressure and it's more like, okay, this could cause hot spot skin breakdown. Mm-hmm. Then we'll make some adjustments, heat and flare or Push yeah, out, but I mean, like, for example, like even on a BK below the knee prosthesis, like the most common pressure that you're going to hear is the bottom front shin bone, anterior distal tibia. Yeah. The front bottom shin bone. God, Randy, it's killing me right there. And that's a pressure mm-hmm. and that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. That should not have pressure there. Okay. Sorry, no pressure, okay. You know, stuff like that. That would be like, okay, or you you go ahead and get used to that. You just got to break it in. No, you never break it. That's not breaking in. You're going to get skin breakdown is what you're going to get. So uh, calf pressure, God, I got pressure in that calf. 
That I mean, has, you hear that all the time, and that dissipates. Yeah, that, like, okay, that's good pressure. Yeah, that we want to hear okay. because that that's just fatty air. It, it's yeah. just tissue, and it's and it's gonna yeah. eventually that's where you're gonna lose volume, and it's gonna be loose in no time. Yes. So there's definitely a balance on fitting a socket because you don't want it too tight to where you're not getting your limb is not getting contact on the bottom, which right. is a bad thing because then you get blisters and like a hickey mm -hmm. sensation but you definitely don't want too much pressure and, and bottoming out. So there's a, you know, there's yes. definitely a balance and that's where we, we call it the sock game because you need to make sure you're <laughs> managing your prosthesis with the proper sock, you know, because we want yeah. tight you want it tight. If it's loose, all your weight's going to go through the bottom of that socket. Yeah. What we, what we make is a total contact socket, meaning right. it's tight all the way around. So you're not getting all your weight in one area. Mm. Got it. So you want it tight. That's going to give you, you know, the most comfort long-term. So. Can I just say right now, I am so glad I'm four years out. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I, I think I'm kind of, it's like yeah. giving birth, right? Like, Oh, I'll do it again. I don't remember any of those bad things. Oh, you get pregnant. You're like, okay, I remember this. I would yeah. not go back there. Cause there's just some subtle things that you guys say that kind of give me the shivers. And I'm like, oh, I remember that. Or that, you know, trying to do that 10K that time and having to stop three times to add sock layers. By the time, I couldn't even tell if my leg was still really feeling like it was on me because there was, I think at one point in time, I got between 12 and 15 ply. Mm -hmm. And that at that point, you're like, you've got, you know, there's yeah. no connection. It's so disconnected. And, yeah, and, exactly. and it's true. I like what your past patient said about the comfort zone and and uh, you know people will say well is that normal or whatever well i don't even know if anybody understands what normal is because there's no normal and it's not going to be your leg if it was going to feel like the leg you used to own before it was injured or before you had problems yeah. then you'd still have it but it's not yeah. going to be the same because we weren't meant to have something stuck to our body like that right so it's it's not like i say whenever i'm sitting here doing my podcast i always say my foot is tingling it always feels like it's on fire it's not because of a fit. I'm not going to go, Randy, what did you do? It's just, right. that's what it does. And um, yeah. can I tolerate it? Yeah, I can tolerate it. It's not painful. I can go out and walk if I want, but yeah. do I like it? No, but that's life. Okay. You know, yeah. so Absolutely. it's what we have to do with, and you have to, you learn where your tolerance is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast with you, but for me, that was like the biggest turning point was when I came to terms with it's not going to feel like, like my other leg. It's not going to feel like my leg before because right. I was striking for that. Yeah, you and can't. There, so I had every day was bad. I was like, dude, I'm just not, this is not working. Um, you know, it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. and, and no, so I had to come to terms with expectation. Yeah. Managing expectations. Yeah. And, and yes, that's the, yeah. that's the topic. Come to terms with, um, this is as good as it's going to feel, you know, it's not hurting me. I have a prosthesis on now. It's not going to feel like my good leg, No, but this is as great as it's going to feel. Yeah. And that's my new baseline. And once I figured out my new baseline, then I knew if I was having bad days or good days based on that. Right. But exactly. Because of that now I had so many great days and, and the bad days were far and few in between, you know, yep. because I adjusted my expectations. So. Yeah. And I do believe that that first year is to build up expectations and break them down and figure out what the new norm will be for you individually. And yeah. and if you can understand that it's not going to be a replacement for what you were born with, 
It's just right. an addition to, to make right. you mobile. Then yes. you do that. You, you go with mobility. Do you have mobility? Then be happy. Right. <laughs> you know, as right. long as you're not ripping your skin apart, not bruising yourself up. And you're not like, like the, when I had that T when I had to get the TMR cause of the neuroma, like when I yeah. couldn't step and it, Oh, that pain was, you know, when something's not right, like right. When it's oh, yeah. really yeah. extreme like that, that was extreme. Like when you get stopped in the middle of a parking lot and you know, a car is going to hit you, but you can't move. That's where I was at. And, gotcha. you know, and then that TMR was just the best thing that, that I did, even though I did not want to start over again with the new incision. Yeah. Sometimes you got to just do what you need yeah. to do. You gotta do it, huh? All right. So yeah. I want to shift gears. I love that information. I think we can still even go deeper into that, but Limbs for Humanity. We talked a little bit about this in April. Yeah, April. And yeah. I want to see where you guys are at now with it and, and what the main goal is. What is Limbs for Humanity? Where did it come from? Where What was the birth of this? And uh, where do you see it going? And then you start. To the moon. To the moon. Um, so Limbs for Humanity, it, it was not about a year and a half ago. It was it was just a um it was just uh we got a rant. So okay, I'll back up about what six years ago. Yeah, about six so, years ago. Yeah. Someone reached out to Randy on Facebook about wanting to help in Mexico because there was a need out there um for patients who do not have prosthetics, no insurance coverage, just, just amputees in need. Um, and he sat on it for a long time. And then it was about a year and a half ago now, maybe something came in my mind. Uh, yeah. Randy's like, man, you know what? And we've always talked about helping and wanting to help. And we help here, you know, um, in Arizona all the time. We get patients who come in that don't have insurance or figure it out and we figure it out and we've been helping them for years. But um we wanted to do more. So it was just a, it was just an idea. We reached out to the lady that emailed us and um, what's her name? I guess we should give her a shout out. I've just, dude, I can't even, um, dude, uh, um, dang it, dude. Was it uh, Susie? I haven't talked to her in so long, but it was, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. We know who you are if you ever listen to this. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> So um, it'll come before we're finished. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Randy just shout it so, out when it comes. Yeah. yeah. So we, um, Luann, uh, Luann, 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 yeah, yeah lovely Luann. Luann is great. She's not with the, with, uh, the Rocky Point Medical yeah. Clinic anymore, but she is well missed because she, yeah. she did a whole, whole lot. Yeah. But she was yeah. the one that we, we yeah. communicated with anyway. So go ahead. Yeah. So we reached out to her. Um, she was so excited. She responded within, I don't know, 30 minutes or something. We got a yeah. message back. She responded and she said, yes, we need help out here. We haven't had anybody. Um, it's been a couple years since oh COVID gosh. hit because everyone backed out and just shut down yep. and then nobody came back. So they, mm -hmm. there's been no service or care out there since then. Mm -hmm. So we said, sure, you know, we'd love to help out. So we, um, said, you know what? I mean, you know, we're busy as heck. I don't know if, if what we can do or how much we can do, but let's do a trip and let's go take a look and see what we can do to help out. So we went out there, did our first trip, and uh, it was like, it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, lines around the corner, people, wow. not just from Rocky Point, but from other parts of Mexico that heard we were coming, that drove down and took buses wow. in. <clears throat> and we were like, eyes just kind of went, boom, like, this is, 
amazing and, yeah. and, and the need is more than we imagined or thought you know um mm -hmm. and they turn people away too because they're like no we they can only see so many people wow so, sad man yeah it was pretty sad. sad so um saw most of who we saw were patients that that never had a prosthesis i mean just a few of them have ever had any but mm -hmm. most were amputees of of three four five or more years and just never had a prosthesis so um yeah just touched our hearts and then we that same year we probably took eight or nine trips yeah <laughs> we're like when can we go back so we're like so thank god to our families yeah. our wives thank thankful for our so wives. supportive yeah. and allowing us to you know to leave them on the weekends and and it's just once a month right now but that's what we've been doing and and then it wasn't until um this year it, it yeah. was official. Um, I think in because of the need. February, we're like, okay, we have to do something. This is bigger than us. Yeah. Um, we can't come down enough. I mean, we wish we could be there every day, but uh, we can't go down enough. And we need more than us to go down and really make this work. We need to create something to fill yeah. this void. Um, and then we also were running out of parts and components because uh, we were using stuff that we've accumulated over the years, patients, old mm -hmm. feet and old knees and liners and stuff that were, and then we had patients who were donating to us yeah. and, and we're really just supporting our causes. We're talking about it every day. Mm -hmm. And we had our fabricator, uh, Lencho Sanchez at LS Labs, who, who was hugely instrumental. He was helping us to, to fabricate stuff. Mm -hmm. And so really just, just was helping mm -hmm. us, you know? And so, that's when we decided it was around February or so is when we said, let's get to work. And we started thinking about names and coming up with ideas of what we can do. And, and from those conversations with our wives and, and me and Randy back and forth, we, uh, that was the birth of limbs for humanity. Mm -hmm. uh, and we just met with our attorney about three weeks ago. Um, he's filing paperwork. I want to say this week or next week to wow. the IRS have our, we'll be an official 501 C three by August, I would imagine. Awesome. Yeah. At the latest. Um, so yeah, that's kind of right. Yeah, Is that the cliff notes? Good, I mean, yeah. of where we are. Change so our life. Yeah. Change our life completely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I so think it's 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 incredible. Like, what are the goals? What are your what do you see? To, we we want to because whenever we leave, there's always more amputees. Like they have lists and lists of amputees. We want to try to see how close we can fulfill those lists and, and, and fill the need yeah. for patients. We want to, we want to be able to uh, support education for diabetes and circulatory issues for diet and, and how to uh, educate, up, educate uh, people on how to prevent amputations Yes. Yeah. and, and people that have amputations, how to uh, prevent their other side be, becoming amputated you know and so um because that's what we're saying it's not trauma <laughs> yeah it's not no. trauma it's the what we see is is diabetic related infection um and then the other thing is <clears throat> to get a network of maybe throughout the whole united states of patients that have old prosthetics in their closets that they're never going to use that have a little bit more life on them that we can get some donations on components Feet, yes. knees, liners, socks, whatever, we'll take it. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, you can send it to the office here, uh, to you, whatever. Give me the you address know. to post. Yeah. Uh, For sure, we'll put that on. Whatever. Um, 
Yeah. We right now that's the big need. Most of the amputees in Mexico are above the knee. I would say 80% are above the knee, maybe 90%. Yeah. 90. Um, and so we need prosthetic knees is like, we are in dire need of knees right now. Okay. Um, okay. And that's limiting us on who we can even see. Yeah. We can cast them. We can fabricate the socket. Yeah. We, we can even find some feet, but knees are sorry. We don't have any knees. So we're kind of yeah. on so hold. A hundred people who are in need and we probably got enough parts to I don't, yeah. 10, 15 of those right now yeah. at not even at this yeah. moment. So we're, that's our biggest hurdle right now. Um, and then, and then financially, <laughs> Anything helps for our gas for so we can bring other uh, other yeah. people with us for housing, um, you know, for cost of fabrication. But yeah, the, parts and fabrication. The the uh, the components to fabricate a socket are fairly expensive. We do have some more economical ways that we're doing, which we can still make a we can make a socket for about eighty to hundred dollars, just okay. the socket. And that's a very, a nice socket that will work for the patient, you know? Yeah. Um, but we still need the knee and the foot and the, and the pylon and, and stuff like that. So yeah, that's, that's um, the light liners. If you yeah. can't find one, and sometimes you don't want to get anything that's too beat up or too, yeah. too right. damaged. So, so liner costs and liners are expensive. Yeah. So no yeah, that's kind of what we are. Um, hmm. And to add real quick too, it's not, and, and Mexico kind of spawned all this, but, but we're here you know, on American soil too, we're doing, you know, our goal is to help yes. any, that's why it's yeah. for humanity. It's, Not just Mexico. It's, it's right. the world. So, so now we can do more here in Arizona and around the U S as well as other parts of the country. The thing, the thing with Mexico is it's about three and a half to four hour drive for us. So that mm -hmm. enables us to get down there. You it's know? more so economical for you guys. Drive. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, it's, and, and it's a, it's a good trip. I mean, it's a hard trip, but it's, it's, um, it's a fun kind of hard trip, yeah. you know, because you're, uh, the gratitude that they give you is something you feel you do not deserve Yeah. because this is what we do every day. We fit thousands yeah. of legs over the years and it's like, kind of helps you remember what, what yeah. you got into it. Yeah. Why it's you, that yep. it's yeah. the why it's the why. Yeah. And, yeah. and the gratitude that you have for your life and your family and everything that you have that they don't have makes you think. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, I mean, I can't even think of two nicer people to do something so spectacular. And even when you say you do stuff on the, this soil, I mean, for those of you listening, when I first <laughs> when I first became an amputee and met them, I'm like, so this is what I want to do. <laughs> this is what I, <laughs> I plan to do. This this is where I'm going to be. And I do remember learning from some peer, um, some peer meetings I had set goals, give yourself dates, not just, Oh, someday I want to walk someday. I want to run. Like I'm going to run this on this date. And I did that. And Randy, we were talking about, okay, I just got my socket, just got my leg. Thank God. Spent a, a month trying to convince insurance. I was worth it. And then I said, I'm doing a 10 K <laughs> and we're like, so we don't have a running blade and we know insurance isn't going to cover it. And what'd we say? Yeah, yep. figure it out, figure it out. And then I said, okay, so now I want to surf and, you know, to, to your Testament, the things you guys have done to get me to my point when, you know, it's expensive and all the medical bills that became part of our life, those years before were still there. And, and Randy and David made me the surf leg and they made me the, 
they made me the beach leg so I could do stuff with my kids on the beach because you don't want to take your your sea leg out on the sand and get that all junked up. But I mean that that's the kind of heart these guys have, right? Doing those things yeah. and, yeah. and 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 that's what makes you guys superior in my mind. I mean, I don't know a lot of other prosthetists, but I do know some and I've heard stories that are, it would curl your hair, but if David had any, sorry, had to throw that one in there. <laughs> I thought it was really good, but um, boom. But the fact that these guys go down and do that, their families are willing to give up that time. Cause they know that that's a hard thing. You work, work, work. And Randy has his own, the workshop he has at his home. And how many times you've told me that he'd be having dinner with his family, run out, do a new coat on the paint job I wanted, go back in, finish watching the movie with his family, go back out, do another coat on a weekend. You guys are, you guys are family, you know, and you've done so much to make me successful. And I, I am always going to be grateful for that. But the fact that you have opened your hearts up to another group of people that would never even dare to dream about goals like that, that walking again, even walking again is a testament to your character, to your Christian belief, and to the fact that you know that there's a higher power at work here is what makes me endeared to working with you guys and helping you guys and getting you on here and spreading the word because it's going to be huge. You're right. It's going to be huge. And I'm I'm grateful that we're friends. Oh, thank you. Yeah, with your help, Angie. We, we'll get you out there. And so- <laughs> If you could ask for one thing from this audience, it is we need parts. We need, we need parts. parts. Uh, please like and sh- uh, like yes. and share limbs for humanity on Instagram. Yep, and also on TikTok. Uh, yep. limbs f o r humanity. Yep, and uh, we don't have Facebook yet. Uh, we're on it within the, on that, within the next day. <laughs> yeah, and it should be yeah. the same handle. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. That's we could ask, please. Spread the word and and um, and uh, please help us with parts. Any yes, donations you please, can, please. Yes. can give to our cause. And, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm a firm believer that everybody should have the ability to move around because it does not only help us with our physical feeling, but our mental and emotional state, which is yep. extremely important to get people to be productive members of society. Right. Otherwise, they might be a drag on society because they are in need of so much more when the physical isn't being met than the mental and emotional isn't being met. And it's just absolutely we need to come together as a as a, you know, as people, as humans to help one another. So you guys rock in my book. You're number one. All right. Thank you. Angie. You yeah. Too. And yeah. I appreciate you guys being on here. I love prosthetic parlay with uh, David yeah. Yeah, here and. Until we see you guys here next time, thank you so much. Have an awesome and blessed week. You too. And you guys take care. Well, there you have it, everyone. Randy and David, um, they are amazing. And I know that I'm getting the best care possible. I communicate well with them. They communicate well with me. And it works. So I'm hoping that you enjoyed this time. And we plan to have them back on more regularly with questions that you might actually have. So you can reach out to me. And if there's things you'd like to have another prosthetist's point of view on, or you just have questions because you're curious, we would love to have you um, input. 
and we can add questions as we go. But there are so many things that can happen right and wrong when it comes to being fitted. And I mean, you know, if you've got a doctor that you've seen, sometimes, you know, you're seeing someone that just doesn't mesh well with your personality. And you need to know and you need to trust your gut and go with what you need and what you want in your life. And these guys fit me. So that works. On another note, I do want to make sure that you understand that their point of view is their point of view and their opinion. Each prosthetist has grown up and studied under other prosthetists, and they've come from different walks of life and come from different age brackets. And so what worked back then might be what someone considers the best way. And yet there's new stuff happening all the time, and some are ready to try new things. So you just have to be able to take everything with a grain of salt, and no answer is the right answer for everyone. And just so you know that, they didn't want to get on there, step on anybody else's toes, or make your prosthetist mad. But I'm hoping what they had to say actually got you thinking about things maybe you should ask your prosthetist the next time you go in. So with that being said, I also want to thank them for bringing up our Limbs for Humanity. It's an amazing thing. If you are interested in getting involved, donating, if you have parts that you can donate, you can reach straight out to me. Or if you look in any of the write-ups for this podcast, I will post in each one of their Instagram accounts the Limb Center Instagram account and Limbs for Humanity account. And you can reach out to any of us to donate parts or donate money so that they can go and do the hand, be the hands and feet uh, of Jesus here in Mexico and in the United States, helping those that are in dire need to get up and moving again. So if you have a heart to serve, but you can't really get away, this is the group to help. I mean, they've got huge vision and bigger hearts. And so I hope that you can either reach into your pocketbook or reach into your old your closet and get some old parts out and send them our way. And as always, as you know, I wish you the best. I pray for your uh, a great week for you. I pray that you are blessed and you found um, some peace and happiness this week. And I hope it continues to the next week. And until then, as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.